Happy Valentine's Day, everyone, from the Walker AC Experience. I am your host, Walker AC, and to you, my friends, yes, you are my friends. Those of you sloppy couples that are going out and having those one-time dinners and flowers and candy and all the other trimmings, this is the Out of Context Podcast, where we talk about everything in between. No, we're not going to talk about Valentine's Day because we're old and we don't do that lovey-dovey stuff. Granted, I have a special relationship with my couch. It's none of your business. She's always there for me. Despite that, did you know your pinky is the strongest finger in your whole entire body? Now, just bear with me here one second. Now, despite the notion that the pinky contributes half of our grip strength, is closer to a third, which is still pretty impressive for a you know tiny little finger, research shows that the pinky and the ring finger account for about 54% of grip strength. But of the powerhouse pill, pair, the pinky accounts for 33% of that strength. So it is the strongest of the five fingers overall, not the body, my bad, and arguably worth every ring put on it, which is not going to happen to me. Now, before I get to the other portion of this bizarre thing about the human body, speaking of bodies, this is uh, Ashley Majestic. Welcome, Ashley, Harry Potter fan. Oh my God. So all I can think is, yeah, I can agree about the pinky being extremely strong because I, all I can think is the amount of times I've had to carry multiple grocery bags in because, you know, if you're making more than one trip, then you're a bitch. Um, depending on how big the load is, giggity. Um, there's so many times that like, I've had a bag like hanging on my pinky and boy, like my pinky, it's just, it's hanging strong. It's, it's putting in the work. Now you sure that's not a cocaine pinky you have with the long fingernail, right? Oh God, no. God, I hate seeing that shit. It, it, it bugs me. I, so, um, I have a pet peeve and it's, it's, everyone can do their own thing, of course. But it's just my own little, like, uh, I don't even know how you call it. It's like the uh, kind of thing. So it's a different than when a male has, like, you know, the fake nails and stuff, like, because they, they want to do that, that's that's fine. But for me, like, when a male has his actual natural nails grown out, it's just weird to me. It's just weird. Like, for me, I have in my head that, you know, uh, someone that's more feminine, has the nails whether they're fake or they're it's the real ones but they're they're a little bit longer but they're well taken care of and stuff like that and they're clean and then the majority of males i've seen which just their natural nails and they're grown out they're not well kept and it's just always it's just mm, nope no like that so when i see whether it's the pinky or just the whole hand and it's just i hate it i hate it so bad i thought it was just me I'm not used to seeing gentlemen with long fingernails. Now, granted, if they're effeminate or what have you, no big deal to each his own. But I never got used to that because my uncle used to have long fingernails. He wasn't effeminate. He was a real man's man. But he had long fingernails. And yeah. it was weird shaking his hand because his fingernails were not brittle. They were like hard as a rock. They were like sandpaper. I never understood why he never cut his nails. Now, granted, I could assume it's a cocaine thing or what have you, but... No, I just just thought it was me on that one. Yeah, no, that's uh, nope, nope, don't, <laughs> don't don't like it. Well, definitely here's something for you before we get into our topic of the day. Did you know your stomach blushes when your cheeks do? My stomach blushes when my cheeks do. Yeah, you know. So if your husband if your husband does something nice for you and you blush, your stomach blush. Now, that's because the rest of adrenaline that brings blood to your cheeks also brings blood to your stomach. It's a function of the sympathetic nervous system designed to enable you to run away in dangerous situations. You know, so sometimes our brains can't tell the difference between the awkward moment and the life-threatening situation. So you get the same adrenaline dump either way. So when you blush and your cheeks get hot, be sure you touch your stomach because your stomach will get hot too. Weird. <laughs> and now she's thinking of it the next time she's going to blush. She's going to instantly touch her stomach and her husband's going to go, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm going to have a flirt with me here in a minute. Like, <laughs> just, just to test out that theory. Talk, talk to me like I'm just a $5 whore right now. Make me blush. You can't do the whole, oh, you look so cute. Look so pretty. I love your hair. Can't do that. Like I work in customer service. I hear old creepy dudes say shit like that all day. I, I want it to just like 
Just make it disgusting. You did said a five dollar whore. That's <laughs> only my husband can treat me like a five dollar whore. No one else. As opposed to a ten dollar or fifteen dollar or maybe an EBT whore. I don't know. No, 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 no. I, I have standards. Five dollars. Oh, okay. Hey, I mean, you know, at least you know your expectations. So that's, you know, that's I always do. a plus. Like I said, that's for my husband. Um, with best friends, maybe 20. Hmm. Okay. I'll, I'll be sure I write you a check. Um, so seeing as how Valentine's Day is pretty much will come and go, any plans with you and the hubby for Valentine's Day considering the fact you guys are a happily married couple? Nope. We don't do Valentine's Day. So well, other- it's not the whole... It's not the whole, oh, we boycott it. It's just, you know, in his country, they don't do Valentine's Day, so it's not a thing for him. And I've just never done Valentine's Day. It started from, you know, being a kid where you do Valentine's Day and people trade cards. But as in, like, an actual boy or someone having a crush on me giving a card, I never actually had a Valentine. And when I was in the dating game, I always happened to be single around Valentine's Day. So I never had a Valentine to where it's just not a big deal. Um, I guess the closest Valentine I ever had was was my dad. Um, there was he had a tradition, you know, every year he'd buy my mom a card, her favorite chocolates, um, something cute for her, and he would always buy me, you know, a stuffed animal or something. That's just what he would do for me. And right, so the next time you come to my house, I'm going to show you. But on my bed, not on my bed, next to my bed, my nightstand, uh, on my night table is a stuffed animal, like, giraffe. It's like, it's like in the shape of a teddy bear, but it's a giraffe. And it was probably like the Valentine's Day or the one before, before my dad passed away. And I made a joke with him because him and I went to the store and he was looking for stuff to get my mom. I made the joke like, you know, oh, remember how you used to do this for me when I was a kid? You know, should it be nice if you would do that again? And like, he bought me a giraffe. So uh, I keep it on my nightstand all the time, but it's like a cute little, cute little thing. So yeah, my only Valentine was ever my dad. Oh, don't feel bad. I mean, that's a pretty awesome Valentine's Day method he did. I used to always have Valentine's Day in school. I mean, of course, it's universal. But me being the geeky kid that I was with the thick Coke bottle glasses and Afro. I mean, on a clear day, I could see Moscow in my glasses. Um, I would always try to woo the girl with my, you know, comedic timing and and the candy that mom bought for me. Um, it never worked. I never had a Valentine's Day because I was always like the like the lonely, geeky kid, the single guy that could, could never get a girl if you ever tried. And mm-hmm. Valentine's Day was never really my thing. Even when I was in relationships and stuff like that, it was just never my thing. I would obviously go the extra mile to make sure my partner you know felt loved and appreciated but it was never reciprocated because i never knew what to do with chocolates because i can get that anytime or a flower or a rose i can get that anytime i was just better off in giving it so it was never really one of my strong suits now of course you know your husband another country different culture does he celebrate any kind of love festivals between you guys like a celebration other than an anniversary I mean, not to my knowledge. So, I mean, I've talked about this before, probably when I was the Ruval Ashley, but my husband and I were not very emotional, overly affectionate. Um, you know, just we just aren't like that. And that's what I appreciate about him is I like, we both like having our space. We can sit next to each other on the couch and just be alone together. Uh, we have our moments where we can we can play, we talk, we play games together, we watch shows together, we do things together, but there's a lot of times where we just don't do anything together, and it's usually mostly during the work week, because we work all day, and when we come home, we just want some peace, and, you know, we, we, we kind of show our love through actions, like doing things for each other, but as in vocalizing it, and again, emotional, overly affectionate, that's that's a rarity. I think it's just once in a blue moon we do stuff like that, but not no normal. So yeah, having any like lovey dovey type holidays or festivals or anything was just not something for us. Uh, if anything, him and I will people watch it when we see couples like that, we're like, Oh, I love you, I love you so much, I know I love you. Yeah, disgusting. Uh we I love him and he loves me and we know that and like we just we, we fit, so it it works. 
and um trying to think like uh, again we uh yeah for our anniversary same thing we usually like to go do something but we don't make like a, I mean it's not really a super huge deal we take time for ourselves and we try to do something special we have some an idea of what we want to do for a 10 year anniversary next year um that's it but there's no specific day that we're like oh i'm gonna love you a little extra today it's like no we don't we don't need to do that we you know we are how we are during the work we get on the weekends is our time together and every so often we'll talk about like lovey-dovey type things and that that's about it and see the reason why i ask this question is because your dynamic with your husband isn't like the typical standard relationship you know, so I can ask you these questions and get honest answers, knowing that no other couple is like you and your husband. You know, so it's definitely entertaining. It definitely gives a different spin on relationships. You know, yours versus mine, and stuff like that in between. So, I view Valentine's Day just like another day. Not to say I'm a Grinch or I'm bitter about it. It just it was never really something celebrated, and I never really understood the gist of Valentine's Day. Just like the gist of Christmas. I mean, you should be celebrating the people you love every day instead of just one particular day. But that's just the old curmudgeon side of me coming out on that. Now, do you even happen to know where Valentine's Day came from as you probably hopping on your Google machine right about now? I can look, actually. Let me see. Now, uh... now while you're doing that, we'll just let everybody know, of course, listen to the Out of Context podcast, folks. People from all over the world are enjoying this, which still shocks me to this day that people love our show and appreciate it. So you can always find us on 22 different free apps, whether it be Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Player.fm, and everything in between. Be sure to uh, like, subscribe, hit that thumbs up button, do a search for the Walker AC Experience, get those algorithms up. So if you ever want to listen to a show... Listen to us, because we have a good time, we're silly, we don't take anything seriously, and we talk about insane things like Valentine's Day, <clears throat> and we don't bother to edit. So, as she's almost done in a Google machine, Ashley, I'll let you know that this month, because where our audience comes from on Podbean, just Podbean only, we are in, of course, the United States, of course. We're in Mexico, we're in Canada, we're in Germany, and we're in the UK. Hello, Jesse and Declan from the UK. People love us. I have no idea why. So what you got on Valentine's Day? Oh, it was like a very quick and easy Google search. Uh, I didn't even have to click, a, click on any links. It's So for Valentine's Day, it originated as a Christian feast day honoring one or two early Christian martyrs named St. Valentine, and through later folk traditions has become a significant cultural, religious, and commercial celebration of romance and love in many regions of the world. Kind of boring. <laughs> Not I mean, that's my own opinion. It's just, I mean, everything like holidays and stuff are derived from some sort of uh, either re religious or historical thing or pagan or however you want to twist it or believe in it. And, you know, it goes back to even, so even if, you know, I was the overly affectionate emotional type I still wouldn't be into Valentine's Day. It's the whole, why are you taking this one day to be overly nice for your partner? You know, not like, there. I mean, you should always, you know, be appreciative of your partner. I think it's always nice to surprise somebody with flowers, with uh, balloons or sweet gestures. That stuff can, like, kind of help with sparks of relationships and... So it's like, oh, I have to do it once a year. And then the other person's like, oh, I'm expecting something tomorrow. It's, eh, I don't know. That's what Christmas and birthdays are for me, honestly. But everything else, it's, it shouldn't be expected. It's, it's your relationship. You know, surprise each other. Never stop doing it. And then going back to how you're saying that it, you haven't really known anyone that has a relationship like my husband and I. So when I talk about how my relationship is to other people and they think it's so weird between us or they think, oh, maybe we, we're in a loveless marriage, but we just make it, I'm like, it's, it's really not. I just can't explain it that we work together and we can have our own good times and we laugh, we have jokes, we, we can, we do all the other stuff. I mean, 
it's just overly affectionate and um, sure and talking about emotions it's just we talk about issues we talk about our problems like sometimes we'll talk about our day at work or how we're feeling about something but it's not like a all the time thing it's just we have our moments and then we just we just are and it works and that's about it it's it's i can't explain it no there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever you know, just to make, just main curiosity, just how people celebrate, especially from other countries. Now, it doesn't change the fact that you guys love each other any less. It's just you just choose not to celebrate such just a you know a frivolous day. Now, while I'm on the topic of that, I think it's time to bring it back from the boring part, just a little more just exciting part. So, I'm going to entertain you a little bit. So, I'll tell you a couple of things and I'll just get your thoughts on them. Are you ready? That was a question saying, "Are you ready?" Oh, yeah, I, I went, mm-hmm, but yes. She's playing her game. I know she's playing her game. I am not. Uh-huh, sure. So, did you know... I did an episode short, and I will go back and play my game. Now, just to tickle the audience, and I'm going to have to do this, I'm going to regret it. Let them know what game are you playing. Well, Hogwarts, uh, Hogwarts Legacy. It, I mean, we talked about this for the last episode, about how excited I was to play it. And lo and behold, when I was saying how I had to wait and all this stuff is the very, I was stupid. So I completely forgot that I pre-ordered this deluxe edition. And if you pre-ordered the deluxe edition, you have early access to the game three days prior, uh, where it was supposed to be when it was released on the 10th, last Friday. So I'm thinking I had to wait till Friday. And one of my friends pointed out to me, he's like, no, you should be able to play it now. I said, no, I, I don't, I just don't think so. And I had an early day last week. I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday. And no, it was Wednesday. It was Wednesday. And I came home work, from work early. And I just decided, I didn't want to take a nap. And I decided to just get on my computer and probably watch some YouTube videos. And I was actually watching stuff about the game. You know, what stuff to kind of expect or any conversations about it. And that was about the, con- the, the controversy about the other stupid shit. And I just happened to pull up Steam, uh, which I used to play games on on my computer, and I was going to play one of my other games, and I saw for Hogwarts Legacy, where it always says, um, you know, available on this day or whatever, it said uh, preload, and I look at it, thinking, oh, okay, I guess it's going to let me just download it, and then I have access to play it on Friday, and I won't have to wait. Because my, my my plan was Friday morning when I wake up for work, download it, and when I come home from work, it'll be available and ready for me to play. So I'm thinking, okay, cool, I can just download it early. And so it's just there downloading, doing its thing, and I'm still watching YouTube on another screen, and I'm not really paying attention. And sometime after that, I just happened to look back and it said, the great big green button, play. I was very quiet. I just looked at that screen. Like, I was looking into it, my screen's soul. And I was like, don't you be fucking with me right now. And I verbally said that. I was like, don't you be fucking with me right now. Because my biggest thought was, if I had clicked play and it started loading and says, oh, you don't have access to play this until this day. And I would have broken something. But no, it started loading and bringing up the, the credits and the logos. And I'm like, uh-oh. Oh, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And at this point in time, Becky, uh, you know, she doesn't have the game yet. She knows she's getting, someone's getting it for her birthday. Doesn't know from who, but, you know, surprise, surprise, it was for me. And I send her a picture of, like, the loading screen, and she's like, in all caps, are you playing the fucking game? <laughs> and I'm like, um, um. And she goes back, you hooker. Because her and I, was, our plan was to play together Friday night, while, and we both start off at the same time. And then I told her, I said, I swear, I'm just going to create my character, and I'm going to hop off, and I won't touch it until Friday. And she told me, no, I don't I don't care. It's fine. You can play it. And But the thing is, is that as soon as I'm creating the character, as soon as I was done, it immediately went into the cut scene, and it went right into game mode. So I just, I was like, okay, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. And... So the next two nights, playing that game, I had to work the, the following day where it's slow at work right now. And I'm like going through withdrawals, I'm like, I need to play my game. I need to play my game. 
And I spent all weekend, I mean, that was my plan already for like the last few months was this past weekend when the game came out was just me playing Hogwarts Legacy. And I sure shit did. I played, I think Friday when I got off work, I played until 1130 that night. The next day I played throughout the morning, afternoon, I stayed up till one o'clock that morning. Granted, I took a few hour breaks here and there. And then Sunday, about the same thing. I took breaks, but I played the majority. Like, that, that's all I wanted to do. And so I've been playing my Harry Potter game, and I am loving it. It's such a good game. It, I, I just love it. I don't really have any complaints. I have a few minor ones, but nothing that affects my opinion of the game. And then come April 28th, the next Star Wars game is going to come out. And I will not be available that, coming, that weekend either. Yes, and I wouldn't doubt that. And we're going to pull back the, uh, the curtain a little bit here. We're going to break the fourth wall. So... You messaged me Friday, excuse me, you messaged me February 10th and uh, letting me know that you were playing the game. And I asked you, how's the game so far? Your response, and I quote, absolute amazeballs. Yep. Yes. And then I think on the, uh, on the 11th, you messaged me and I quote, I know nothing else but Hogwarts Legacy. Yep. And that explained everything right there. That's all I needed to know. So I know, and, and I'm going to say thank you for taking time out of your game to do this show with us, because I know right now you are shaking like a fiend for the next fix to hop back on your game. So we're going to keep the... <laughs> My leg is like shaking right now. <laughs> I'm just sitting here like recording and talking to you. I am like... Um, so I, I have three screens. I have my laptop, my gaming laptop screen, my dinner, middle screen, which I primarily do my gaming on, and then my screen on the right where I have like um, my web browsers or YouTube or anything up on. My Discord stays up on my gaming laptop monitor. So my game is on its menu, uh, you know, where it shows your inventory, talents, quests, map, all that stuff. So it's just sitting there mocking me. But... I'm just avoiding looking at that and I'm staying, like, looking at my web browser. Because I do. I don't want to be a bad friend and not do our recording. So I told myself, you know, let's let's record today. I'm going to try to do the same thing and we can record tomorrow as well. And then, so, we'll be a little bit ahead. And <laughs> Wednesday, I get off work early. I can play the game for a few hours before I go to the doctor's. So it's kind of, I'm working it out. I'm working it out. I'm building balance, and it's killing me, but building it. Yes, I give you kudos for your time management. So that's definitely one of the pluses for you. So we just had to get that out of the way. So just in case the audience is asking, what game is she talking about? Yes, it's a Harry Potter game, folks. By all means, pick it up and just... Hold up. Hold up. Because before you deter this to another subject, we had to talk about something else. You have started watching the Harry Potter movies. Yes, I finished the first one, and I'm going to go to the next one. Now, on another show, we're going to review what I watched and what I thought of it. So we're going to dedicate another podcast to the Harry Potter series. And just to let you know how serious I am, you know, I will talk about it from start until, you know, whatever movie I get through. If I get through all of them... I feel like you don't have to make an entire episode based off of just Harry Potter. Um, I feel like you just watched one movie. Do a quick little recap. We don't have to make a whole episode of it. Like, talk about it. Talk about you watched the first movie. So, talk about the Philosopher's Stone. Like, what are your thoughts about it? Do you have any questions? You know, talk talk about it now. We're not we're not delaying this. We're doing this now, buddy. And then when you watch the second movie, the next recording we do after watching the second movie, you're going to do the same. We're going to do this one at a time. Yes. Starting the next show, I will review the first Harry Potter movie, and let you know what I think. Because, not going too deep into it, because I'm going to save most of it, but just a little taste, a little amuse-bouge, if you will. Um, I actually now know what the Hugglepuff is, what the Slytherin is, and what and what uh, Hogwarts is. I actually know the difference. Because I know you mentioned that you're a Slytherin, and I never really understood what that was until I actually watched the movie. And it actually fits you. You know, cunning, calculating, intelligent, stuff like that, and it definitely suits you. I love how you named two of the four houses, and you went, you named two houses, and you went, I know what Hogwarts is. <laughs> like, Hogwarts is the school. What are the other two houses? 
I'm not going to get into it fully because it's going to take away from what we're going to talk about the next show. So I want to make sure that I... Nope, we're going to go everything Harry Potter the next show. So all the Harry Potter... uh, I don't want to say geeks. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to insult anyone like that. All the Harry Potter historians, the people who are passionate about it, if I say something wrong, they're going to correct me. And I know you will correct me too. So we're going to save that. It's fine. I'm a Harry Potter geek. I'm a Harry Potter nerd. I'm a Harry Potter slut. I don't care. <laughs> you always just go above. You always get get to that line, and you don't step over. You just jump over it. Harry Potter slut. Come on. I got. I gotta be honest with you. And so no. The thing is that I still stand against not doing a full show on Harry Potter. I would like to just get. We have little tidbits. Whether it's like a ten or fifteen minute conversation as you watch each movie, because I don't want it to be a whole episode where you're just recapping like two movies or something. It's just, you know, we, you, you can't plan it. You can't make a whole episode based off of just Harry Potter. It's not gonna go that way. You know this, Adrian, you do this with me. Yes, I know. I'm, yes, <laughs> I, I know indeed. But to get back to what we're talking about, just hold on, yeah. take this ride with me, hold on. Now, we talk about bizarre days. I heard that, by the way. We, we talk about bizarre days. So did you know that January 7th has its own special day? January 7th is National Pass Gas Day. Yepers. National Pass Gas Day is a holiday that is observed on the 7th of January. Of course, one of the stinkiest days of the calendar. On this day, people may not be encouraged to uh, let slip some gas from their colon, but they're supposed to be able to do so with little to no shame. Now, it was first created in 2013 after the Finland organization, excuse me, after Finland organized the first World Fart Championship. This is tremendous. All the little boys are giggling right now as they hear this. Yes, there uh, is a National Pass Gas Day. So, like, what do, you, what do you think about that one? I think we're above toilet humor, Adrian. Um... I don't know. I so I have my sense of humor, and we all know it goes beyond and beyond to all different ways of the spectrum with when it comes to humor. When it comes to farting, I just I don't really. I mean, there's humor in it. There's times that can be really funny, but I don't know. It's not one of those things that hit that hits it. It doesn't hit home for me. So I'm not surprised that it's its own national day because we almost every day of the calendar is national something. Okay, well, fine. That didn't tickle your fancy. Maybe this will. This will kind of touch on the Harry Potter, you know, shtick that we're talking about. So here we go. January 19th is a special day for you. It is Brew a Potion Day. See? There you go. A potion, as you know, is a mythological liquid that contains some sort of medicine, a magical elixir, and in some other of the darker stories, poison. The word comes from the Latin word potere, which means drink. So January 19th, is Brew a Potion Day, and it, it is observed all over by popular media and portions of fairy tales, and people even throw a potion party for friends and loved ones. Let's see, during the 13th century... Oh, it's a regular, regular alcoholic get-together kind of party. Pretty much. You just be a lush that day, and you call it a potion. So, <laughs> and this is in the 13th century, and for hundreds of years, potions would be sold by a less than scrupulous snickle salesman who, would, who who sold to cause fake curses, you know, and, and, and goblets and stuff like that. So, come on. I mean, January 19th, we'll throw a party and we'll just mask it under a, a potion day. So, I mean, what are your thoughts on that one? I mean, kind of the same thing. I, I guess when it comes to, like, stuff that's declared an actual day, um... I don't get super excited because, again, I see everything is declared like this type of day. Today is National Waffle Day. Today is National Donut Day. Uh, today is, you know, National Kiss a Homeless Person Day. I mean, it's, I don't know. I get, I like the more surprise thing, but when you turn every day into some type of silly national day, I don't know, I guess it kind of takes it away from me. Okay, so we can't celebrate, you know, National Talk Like a, Talk like a Grizzle Prospector Day? Or National you Bubble can. Wrap Appreciation Day? That's what I mean. I mean, you can. It's just for me, it's it's kind of like, I guess it's because it's planned where my sense of humor and comedy comes from a random, spontaneous. And when it's a specific day that's already planned, it's just, I guess it takes some of the zing out of it for me. 
Okay, fair enough. So obviously you don't want to celebrate the steak and BJ day. That's March 14th. I'm all for the steak. Um, BJ, that's more my husband's avenue. Well, I would hope so. I mean, I hope you really don't just go around saying happy BJ day. You know, that's that'd be kind of awkward. I'm like, you know, do you know her? I have no idea who she is. I mean, she's my co-host, but I it's not my turn to watch her. But just, just a couple of things to celebrate. <clears throat> so, fine, we will... We will jump off that bandwagon. It is fine. Wait, breaking news! Breaking news! Barney is is making a comeback to uh, movies and anime and series. Barney's coming back. I was never a big fan of Barney. That's me. Okay, Barney was my shit uh, when I was a small child, and I remembered I got bullied out of not liking it anymore. Um, this is where it comes goes to where if I like something and you want to try to shame me for it, I will tell you to fuck yourself. Um, I, I one of my earlier memories is I remember having a Barney like stuffed toy, and I had like a Barney pillow, and I just had Barney stuff. And I remember always having that Barney toy with me, and it was my brother, and even one of my own friends that was my age, and they were making fun. And I think I might have been like five years old. So, because it was a very, very early memory, like four or five years old, and they were making fun of me for still liking Barney, and it made me in, I don't know, and my parents were, they weren't making fun of me, but they're like, yeah, she does need a, they were making some kind of comment that basically did not help how I was feeling, and so I gave up Barney, and I still liked him as a kid, so I kind of got bullied out of it, but Barney was my shit. I liked Barney, and... And I remember, like, with other kids in elementary school, when they'd make fun of the Barney show or something, and I would just play along and joke. But really, I was like, Barney was actually pretty cool for me when I when I watched it. So I was shamed from it. So for those parts now with with Barney coming back, shit, I might just watch it. But I mean, if I wa- if I I watch Bluey, I watch other cartoons. I might watch Barney too. Now I have to ask, and actually, I do have a story to piggyback off of that. What did you like about Barney the most? I mean, was it the songs? Was it the colors? Was it the presentation? What did you like most about it? I couldn't tell you. I mean, I was a dinosaur kid. Uh, I love dinosaurs. And I don't, I don't know. I just, I don't, I can't remember the exact reasons why I watched it or why I loved it. I have vague memories, um, you know, Barney and the other characters dancing around and, and whatnot. I just referred Barney over Sesame Street. That's what I liked. So I couldn't pinpoint exactly why I loved it so much, but I just remember that I did. Interesting. And <clears throat> I did a little did a little search on Barney and they redid his look. They they totally redid his look. And yeah, it's really not the same. They they changed it more cartoony. But it's interesting. Now did you know that in 2022 they did a Barney documentary? Did you hear about that? I did hear about that. Um I don't know the details of it, but it definitely has its own little dark stuff to it, I suppose. So yeah, just a little blurb on it is a young lady uh, invented Barney the dinosaur for her son, you know, who had ADHD and he really couldn't focus, you know, on on, on just the basic day to day life. So she created Barney, you know, just to to help him out. And of course, Barney became huge, and she regretted making Barney because Barney became everyone's pet. You know everyone's childhood except for her sons so she regretted making it and of course there was so much barney hate because it was a popular thing to do back then but yeah the documentary is on peacock and i highly recommend watching it it's extremely entertaining so i was never into it i was more into spongebob of course since you like that too spongebob fairly odd parents those are my jam back then watching with my son mm-hmm well, I don't know. So I guess another thing, I don't know. I, like now, like some, I'm looking at Barney stuff too. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's not surprising that they're changing Barney's look. Um, I mean, come on, it's 2023. They're gonna make it more cartoony and stuff to appeal to smaller kids and millennials like myself that still remember Barney and actually enjoyed Barney. We'll probably have, you know. Because that's what things are nowadays. You have to bring back nostalgia. There's no originality to anything anymore. You have to bring back what was in the 70s, 80s, 90s for it to be cool and popular. So that's what that's what we're doing. Well, I mean, it's, it all goes back to the you know 
no one nowadays has anything original to do anymore. Um, Bluey, I've seen a little bits and pieces of it. I contribute it more as like a Blue's Clues kind of kind of thing. No, no, Bluey is amazing. I love watching Bluey. It's it's not your typical kids show. There, there's clearly adult type jokes in it that little kids wouldn't get, but it's really neat. It's it's not like the typical kids shows where it taught you lessons like oh, sharing is caring, and like it's very cliche type of kids shows. If it's the best way to explain it, it's not like that. It does have its life life lessons but they kind of go with more lessons that fit in today's world. And a lot of it's really good and how the parents are and how understanding and um, validating a lot of stuff is. It gives me like a kind of peace where I enjoy watching it and also makes my inner child sad because all, all I can think was, I really wish my parents were at least somewhat like this, even just a little bit. And man, I could like how my life could have been but it, it is it is a good show to just sit back and watch it i mean it, i i honestly think it's more popular amongst adults than it is children oh and i wouldn't doubt it you know it all goes back <clears throat> excuse me it all goes back to when i watch cartoons of my son looking at his development i still watch those cartoons to this day my son is 19 years old and he still asks me he goes dad you're still watching fairly odd parents you're still watching blues clues i'm like yes because I raised you on it, and to me it was entertaining. And now I sit back on Netflix and I watch episode one of Fairly Odd Parents all over again. You know, just part of your childhood that you never really get rid of. Um, speaking of childhood, you know, I grew up watching Bozo the Clown, and I think that was before your time. And uh, yeah, great space coaster. And of course, all the older people are screaming at my podcast right now, saying, "I remember this," while the youngsters are going, "I, I don't get it." But um, so, okay, we'll dip into it just for a few minutes. I'm curious, other than Barney, what were you into? I mean, what, what cartoons or what um, shows kind of triggered that, that, that inner child of uh, Ashley? Uh, clearly SpongeBob. I mean, pretty much almost anything uh, back in the 90s, early 2000s that was on Nickelodeon and uh, Cartoon Network. I wasn't much of a Disney Channel kid. There was some Disney Channel cartoons I liked, but not a whole lot. Um, I love watching Roly Poly Oli, Out of the Box. Um, I loved watching A Pup Named Scooby-Doo. I, I loved that sh that series. And I don't know, it's just a, a lot. There's a lot of shows where I've purchased, you know, Looney Tunes, Tom and Jerry stuff for to watch at the house. I w will rewatch like Spongebob, Hey Arnold, stuff that's on like Hulu and HBO Max that were really popular when I was a kid. I love re-watching. Re but yeah, those, I mean, those are just a few examples, but I was a kid that loved watching my cartoons. Uh, definitely cartoon kid, watching cartoons, watching Sailor Moon or uh, the Disney uh, Channel um, show adaptions of films like Aladdin and The Little Mermaid. They did like a show adaption for them. And I remember watching those while I was getting ready for work and waiting for the bus when it's still be dark outside. And yeah, uh, and then Saturday morning cartoons on the WB. Loved it, loved it. Yu-Gi-Oh! every Saturday, looked forward to it. <laughs> now, now, what cartoon that you look at now, <coughs> excuse me, other than Bluey that you look at and go, what the hell? I mean, what, I mean, what kind of cartoon that you just scroll by and you didn't understand why it was ever made? Like, are you talking about, like, a current cartoon, uh, like, that's made nowadays, or something, um, like, when I was a kid, and I'm looking back on it, wondering why, why the hell I liked that? Uh, then and now, I'm curious. So, for then, I, there's no cartoon I, I watched, that, or that I had watched, that I don't look back and, I mean, I'll rewatch the majority of everything. If I can rewatch it, I will, because all the shows I liked, I, I loved it, and I still watch it to this day. But today's cartoons, I mean, I don't have cable. Um, I, you know, I have the subscriptions. And so there's not many children's shows I come across. Um, the last few I came across um, that are somewhat relative, We Bear Bears, I actually think that was a pretty cool one. I guess a show I didn't get into, and it's not like a most recent, this is like 2015, 2016, 
or no, no, earlier than that. I'm sorry, probably earlier than that. But it's called Regular Show. I don't know, I just didn't vibe with it. I didn't really care for the show. I understand it's like really popular and it's also, um, you know, I, I see regular show stuff all, all the time over the internet for people around my age too. But it's just something I just couldn't get into. I just couldn't get into regular show. Now, I watch regular show with my son. He introduced me to it. And at first, just like you, I, I didn't understand the logic. I didn't understand because I didn't find it funny. Um, the more I watched it with him, the more I enjoyed it. They did a spinoff of it, but that's a whole nother story. But yeah, regular show is, is, in my opinion, a pretty good series. You kind of have to power through the first couple of episodes, you know, just like any kind of cartoon, just to try it out, uh, Thelma. And after that, the show was pretty entertaining for what it was. Um, yeah, the same thing with SpongeBob. When I first watched SpongeBob, I didn't get it. I didn't understand it. You know, I just found it really, really idiotic and stupid. But then the more I watched it, the more I got hooked on it, the more I went out and I bought my son DVDs of SpongeBob or I downloaded illegally just to watch more SpongeBob. And before the writer was changed, SpongeBob was a tremendous show. Now it's just, it's, it's kind of bland. It really is now, it is bland nowadays, but the OG early 2000s SpongeBob episodes were, were good. Um, I mean, I, I try to, I, I was a SpongeBob kid for sure. I love SpongeBob to this day. So, I mean, it goes back to even adults. I mean, even people for, for you. Like, I'm sure that there's shows that you watched as a kid that you probably still watch today if you, if you had the opportunity to watch it. I think I would watch the older cartoons. Now, see, once again, you might have to hop on your Google machine to look up this one. I used to watch the original George of the Jungle. Um, I used to watch Underdog. Um, I used to watch the Jackson... I used to watch the Jackson 5 and the Beatles cartoon. Trust me, you YouTube some of this stuff, you'll look at it, and you exactly know that it's 70s, early 80s animation, voiceovers. It was really, really corny for what it's in its time. But back then when we were kids, it was just a regular Sunday morning cartoon, and it was tremendous. It taught life lessons. It wasn't too over-the-top. You know, it wasn't, wasn't too many double entendres. It was just a regular average cartoon. Tom Slick... Um, you know, uh, uh, what, like Berenstein Bears or just Hanna-Barbera stuff, you know, Fred Flintstone and stuff like that, it, it actually held up versus the cartoons nowadays. And if I can go back and watch it all over again, which surprisingly I do, I YouTube all these weird old cartoons and, I don't know, it makes me feel young again because I'm so freaking old. Here's one for you that I actually really love, but I know it was made back in the 60s. Um, but I really liked watching it. The Adventures of Johnny Quest. Yes. Loved it. Loved that show. <laughs> Let's see, now that's good over talking about cartoons. Now, if you had a chance, I think you've asked me this, my brain kind of went away for a split second. What cartoon would you bring back now and, and just enjoy? Not, not remade, remastered. Just what cartoon would you bring back? Man, that's a. I don't think I can just pick one, honestly. Um, Give me your top three. Scooby Doo, like the the version I watched as a kid, the the '90s Scooby Doo, not all the remakes and stuff. That Scooby Doo, I loved it. Um, I'm just trying to narrow down some of the really good ones. A pup named Scooby Doo, definitely, I liked that. Um, I liked watching Baby Looney Tunes. That was fun. Um, SpongeBob's an obvious one. Um, all that. That was fun. I liked watching that. I mean, I could really just go on. I mean, nearly all of the cartoons I watched growing up, uh, especially when I was a kid, like under the age of like uh, 10, for sure. All those. I mean, Jimmy Neutron. I loved watching Jimmy Neutron. I love Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> Yeah, so it's like, I mean, yeah, I mean, nearly all of them I could think of. I just, I really liked. Um, yeah, uh, Josie and the Pussycats, I remember that one. Um, I liked watching Dragon Tales. I like that it's kind of coming back a little bit uh, through, what do you call it, through TikTok. I've been seeing people like, you know, oh, you're going to raising my kids, watching, and the Dragon Tales theme song is coming on. A lot of the PBS kids shows I watch. Uh, because when, for 
brief time, but because we were always moving, I would get off of school and the school bus could take me to my grandmother's house instead of my actual house. And my grandmother didn't have cable and stuff. She would have the basic TV channels and that was it. And one of those would be PBS. So I remember watching PBS when I get to our house after school. And it would be like Dragon Tales, Liberty Kids. Um, I forgot the other one. It's about the dog. What, Clifford? Um, no. Oh, no. I know Clifford. Uh, oh, Wishbone. Wow. <laughs> I love Wishbone. Interesting. We, we do have very similar tastes when it comes to cartoons. Now, the three I would bring back, some of, these you, some of these you may know, some of these you won't, but it's okay. I'll bring back the original Transformers because, you know, we want to show, the, show the kids how, how it was done back then. Um, I would bring back G.I. Joe, of course. Mm-hmm. And I would bring back Dungeons & Dragons. Have you ever seen Dungeons & Dragons? The actual no, cartoon. I I know, I know of it, but I did not watch that. It was the original tale of Dragonlance, which I spoke about a couple of shows ago. But the crux of um, the crux of Dungeons and Dragons was these three kids went to an amusement park. Actually, four kids went to an amusement park, and for some odd reason, they got attacked by a dragon. They ran through a tunnel, which brought them back in time. Uh, one kid is a barbarian, another kid is a magician, another kid has a you know, has a special shield, and it was all just fantasy. And it was really, really good back then. Now, some of you people who are listening to the show, take a pause, pause the show, look it up on on uh, YouTube. It's all right there, Dungeons and Dragons. It's amazing. Transformers, of course, is amazing. G.I. Joe is amazing. Look those up or download the free app on your smart TV called Tubi, T-U-B-I, and you can see all those there also. So as we continue to talk about this, I have one last question about cartoons for you, and then we'll switch it back to a weird and nasty like we normally do. If, well, if not if, when you have your children... I actually don't. Do we even have enough time for weird and nasty? Because I think we're coming up close to our, to our hour point, aren't we? No, no, not, not even close. Not even close. Oh. So my one final question to you, and we can expound on a little bit further. When you have your, when you have your triplets, uh, <laughs> what cartoons would you raise them on? Just out of curiosity. Um, there's no answer to this because I'm not having children. Okay. Hypothetically speaking, you're having triplets. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, I would be today's cartoons uh, because I don't want my kids, I mean, clearly, like, I'm not the type of parent that's like, oh, you know, you can't watch that. It's sinful. It's cartoons, man. I mean, I got to watch cartoons, and I came out somewhat okay. Um, I, I mean, they could watch today's cartoons if, if it's something that they like. I would try to show them my cartoons. But it could be the whole, you know, that's stupid. Uh, why does it look so old? Why does it look funny? I would try to have them watch cartoons I did grow up, see if they liked any of them. And if they don't, you know, it is what it is. But I expect they'll probably watch today's cartoons as well, and they'll like those. There might be some that, as a typical adult, I would just wouldn't get and I wouldn't find funny. But I am also a child uh, mentally, so I'm pretty sure I'll be watching the cartoons along with my kids. And it'll be that point in time where the kid's like, I don't want to watch them. I'm like, but what do you mean you don't want to watch this? We love this show. I mean, I don't really like it anymore. I like this show. No, we watch this show. We're not watching a new show. This show is still new episodes every week. Why are you changing it now? We haven't found out what happened to Fluffy McHagenbottoms. <laughs> You're going to force your kids but, to watch cartoons? Like, no. Um, I, I can still watch whatever I want to watch. It would just be what my kids want to watch. Uh, long, you know, It's age appropriate for them, of course, but they can. I would like to try to introduce them uh, from a young age to the cartoons I liked, but they can also watch today's cartoons, so... You know, when they're in school and other kids are watching what, you know, what they're watching now. And if my kid has no idea, I don't want them to be on the wrong end of that. That You know, that's bullying. But, I mean, it could happen. So, it's just, it's going to be the whole thing is my parents didn't control what I watched. Uh, I mean, well, they really didn't control what I watched. I mean, I was watching Austin Powers. That's how I learned about sex. Uh, was Austin Powers. I was watching South Park, Adult Swim. I was watching all that stuff because I really wasn't supervised. And my parents just didn't care. If I were to have kids, I would kind of let them watch their own thing. But I would be a little 
you know, making sure they weren't watching adult type shows. Um, I would try to keep it to their age level, but I wouldn't be super strict. Like, um, if they're like 11 and it's a PG-13 movie, I'm pretty sure they can watch it. It just all depends on the kid. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't really tell them what they should and shouldn't watch. Um, it just depends on their age and depends on their personality and maturity. That's all. Yes, and I agree with you wholeheartedly because when I come home from school, homework, do my chores, and watch cartoons, we didn't have a filter. We just watched whatever, you know, until okay. dinner until dinner time. And like I said before, the cartoons back then, they were not risque. I mean, they didn't have any double entendres and, and entendres. And any hidden humor they have, it was really sporadic. And, uh, yeah, you know, if I ever have another child, teehee, then I would, you know, have them watch all my old classic cartoons. Um, but something I do recommend you watching eventually, because I know right now Harry Potter has your heart and your soul. Um, YouTube, a show called You Can't Do That on Television. It is a great show. It's a variety show based out of Canada. And they have one of the actress, one of the actresses um, who got her start is, is Alanis Morissette. She started on that show as a kid, and it's an awesome variety show. Um, they've done multiple seasons of it, and yeah, it's it's late 80s, early 90s show. It's called You Can't Do That on Television. I highly recommend it. It's, it's definitely worth it. Yeah, I, I YouTubed it right now, and I looked it up, so... I Okay, so... Okay, I see. I see a lot of videos. Uh, well, okay, that's not that video. Um... Okay, so yeah, I, I just added to my, you know, watch later uh, thing, so could do that. I honestly thought you were going to bring up, <sighs> like, Cyanide and Happiness. Show. Oh, like, no. <laughs> I, I love watching Cyanide and Happiness. No, it's, it, it, wasn't really, it wasn't really my cup of tea for whatever reason. Uh, um, I stumbled upon Happy Tree Friends, but that's definitely not for kids, so... <laughs> What was, no, hold on. What was your react your reaction when you start? So for me, it was already ruined for me. Um, I wasn't tricked into watching it and thinking, oh, it's a happy-go-lucky, you know, cartoon show. No, I was pretty much told what it was about before I even started watching it. So I, that was taken from me. But when you first watched it, what was your first thoughts? I was I was shocked. I was shocked because I mean, cartoon violence doesn't bother me. But, yeah, they took a hard left turn and just went all out with it. Um, Happy Tree Friends, I remember a particular scene, without giving away too much, where, you know, of course, you know, all the little little uh, animals are dying, of course. Um, I think the moose stabbed a squirrel in the throat, and she was bleeding from the throat, so she took a straw stuck in her throat and the other end of her mouth and, st and started to just to recycle her blood before she died. Yeah, that was pretty damn disturbing. And after that, I'm like, yeah, I can't watch this anymore. <laughs> this is this is too much for me. I know. Like, oh man, I wish I missed my Happy Tree Friends day. Uh, I actually I just added that to my watch later uh, playlist just because, just because, uh, just something to work back on. But no, uh, recently, I mean, I've watched it over the years, but recently I went through a whole uh, watching Cyanide to Happiness compilations. Mm -hmm. And I just love it. I love watching. I, I just like watching stupid shit. Uh, stupid, um, specifically stupid uh, animated comedies. That's like a, a pertain to adult humor. Uh, because again, I like that spontaneous type of humor. Uh, I don't want to expect it. And just, it, it like it kind of leads you to it's going this direction. And then boom, it hits you. With something, and it's hilarious. So I watch a lot of adult animations too. Just because it's, I mean, it's fun. That's my, I kind of think of it as my comfort. And because I have really bad anxiety issues. So watching actual new shows and movies is difficult for me. And it's not the whole, oh, I just hate change. No, it's just, um, I, I don't know. Like, I can do a lot of new things, like, outside of my house. I can go to new locations, new restaurants, all that stuff. But when it comes to reading or watching things, it's really difficult for me, and I don't understand. I can't really explain it. I'm not a therapist, and I don't want to see one still. So, but 
adult animations, it's just kind of, it's a different episode every day. And, or, you know, there there's not really a super, th like a big theme to it. You know, like watching Bob's Burgers, Family Guy, The Simpsons. Um, some of the ones are specifically on Hulu or Netflix. And so I like, I like that stuff. I like watching just mindless humor. It, it just, when you're adult all day, and I have to play the role of being a responsible adult that, and teaching other people about finances and all that, all that fun adult things. I want to come home and not be an adult. I just want to vibe and have my brain not think so much. That's one of the things about being a child that we miss so much. I mean, we do miss you know, the animation. We do miss the bright colors. Uh, we do miss the escape from reality. So that's where, in my opinion, you know, that's where anime or adult animation comes into play because it really brings your mind back to a place where, you know, the cliche, everything was safe, everybody was nice, you know, it was a different time where you could be a kid. So that the adult animation thing really, really helps you out. Because once again, you know, just the bright colors and it's a sentimental feeling. So when we watch shows like Bob's Burgers or Archer or something like that, yes, it's adult. You know, but it still has that little childhood element to it. And um, speaking of cartoons, um, I do recommend, and I had one on top of my head. I'm not going to hem and haw through it. Um, but try to watch, um, oh, good, have to see. I'm going to forget. A show not to watch, and I'll get back to this in a minute. A show not to watch is Thelma. Have you seen that yet? Immediately, I heard about the reviews. I was hearing about it already when I was in Georgia um, a month ago, and it, it was just bad. And I started, and I'm watching, and I'm on TikTok, so I didn't need to watch the show on HBO. I was just watching some of the scenes through TikTok, and I have yet to see one person on the internet that says that they enjoyed the show or they thoroughly liked it. And I mean, it could be just my. I forgot the word the algorithm on my TikTok, but I wasn't searching Velma. I wasn't really on my feed, but built up to that. But even when I go to other social media platforms or look anything about Velma, I just haven't found or YouTube videos, and I just haven't found a comment or anything of people saying that they liked it. So I'm very well aware about the show. I personally have not sat down to watch the episodes, but I've seen clips. Um, I've seen reviews, I've, had, I've seen people reviewing how they thought about certain scenes, how they thought about certain things, and it's not something I'm going to sit and watch. Uh, it's, I already know it's not my cup of tea. No, don't feel bad. I read the reviews on it, and everybody was bagging on it, and I'm like, okay, well, I'll give it a shot, and just to see what I think of it. Yes, I watched it, and it's not terrible. It's not horrible, but it's not good either. It's just an acquired taste. They just went very meta as far as you know what each of the characters represent from the mystery gang and they just tried really really too hard and come to find out it has so much hate they're going to do a season two of it but i watched it i checked it out it wasn't really for me so i'm just moving on from it so i think it's time for me to go back to start watching anime again you know like the old classic neon neon um, evangelical stuff like that or watching ninja scroll or akira I think I need to go back and start watching some, some good anime again because everything else right now is not really hitting it for me. But as we bring everything to a close, before I do my shtick, anything you'd like to close it out with before we uh, hit the final nail on the head? No, go with your shtick. Of course, you can always find us under slackingmajestically01 at yahoo.com. That's slackingmajestically01 at yahoo.com. Reach out to us, write us, Talk to us, of course, and do not forget to show love for cafepress.com forward slash W-A-C-E. Buy the merchandise, support the experience, support the out of context, everything in between. Once again, 22 free apps to listen to our show. Type in the Walker AC experience, heart us, like us, comment, touch us in a not creepy way, and we'll touch you back. What do you have for us? How can people reach out to you and talk to you? Well, you're making the disappoint side when we're not even at that part yet. But uh, Majestic Nerd Lady on Instagram, any other social media platform, it's either not me or it's personal. Uh, again, Majestic Nerd Lady on Instagram. 
Sweet. And we thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this show on Valentine's Day. I mean, instead of being out with your partner, you know, going out to dinner, you know, eating chocolates, being lovey-dovey and whatnot, you chose to waste your time listening to us on Valentine's Day. You like us. You really, really like us. And I feel sorry for your husband or wife or your girlfriend or your boyfriend or boyfriend or boyfriend or girlfriend or girlfriend because you chose our show over them. How does that make you feel? You should be ashamed of yourself. But to lighten up the mood and to put that little cherry on the shit sandwich cake, Ashley, I'll hand it up to you. Are you sure about this? I'm afraid because I know what's coming, but bring it on. Giggity. All right. Well, okay. Sorry. I just saw something really weird. Okay. Why did the nurse need a red pen at work? Oh my God! Why? In case she needed to draw blood. Oh no, God! No, that's bad. Oh, that's so bad. What? Do you want another one? Yeah, no, we we can't end it on that we, one. We all know what your reaction's gonna be. Yeah. Where I'm gonna laugh, I'm gonna say good night, and then we're gonna close off by saying that's terrible, as we always do. But are you really? Are you wanting a second one? Because I, I got one for you. Yeah, because we can't we can't end it on that one. We we we, we can't do that to them. Okay, well, how does a penguin build its house? How? It glues it together. Okay, yeah, okay, that's it. Good night. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> Good night. Good night.